I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Got a little bit of everything for you this evening. Women's basketball, a little bit of football, a little lacrosse, a little, little men's basketball. I'm dabbling a little bit of everything, Joe. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Yeah, we no, kind of had not. two to put together. What do you mean? No, I'm not. No, you're not. You're not wearing a oh, hat. No, you speak for you're not wearing. No, you're not wearing a hat. So, the dome's in full effect right now, bro. Sorry, bro. That thing is awesome. <laughs> I know. I don't even need to turn the lights on in this room. It's great. <laughs> you don't. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to get in sun, bro. Okay, <laughs> that's the last thing you want. What were you, What were uh, you gonna say? How for, I was just gonna say that I mean it took a little bit of everything to get enough news to put put an episode together, you know? Yeah. It's been, I mean, uh, this is like the slowest off season. I mean, I know we're coming into you know football and everything, but we are we? I mean, well, yes, yeah, Sean, that's the next sport. So <laughs> come on, come on, bro. I mean, that's really what we're going into, and usually this is the time of year where we get a little bit more of that kind of news, but. Uh, because of how spring practice went and the um, ability for the media to, you know, availability to, for them to see them. Obviously, we didn't get that much. So, um, yeah, it's kind of just how it rolls. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Dominic on Twitter and a couple DMs, uh, you know, not doing it. We, we haven't quit. OK, it's been it's been every other week, kind of, for the most part. I mean, but if there's right. nothing to talk about, I mean, what are we going to do? No, it's been a long time since we've waited like every other week, right? Yeah, no, since two last years. off season during COVID. I mean, we tried. There was stuff going on, though. Well, there was stuff going on, but also we made stuff up. I mean, we had brackets and all these other kind of things going yeah, true. on, right? So true, we made stuff um, up. And the ever-changing rules of COVID and how the seasons were going to return and everything like that. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, right. This is probably, I mean, the longest hiatus that we've had as far as like gaps of our podcast in like two years. So I can understand Dominic's comment a little bit, but whatever, hey. whatever, whatever, Dominic. 
Stop well, the, we're both super busy. Stop the Twitter. So we got a lot of stuff going on. So yes, you know, shaping up, shaping up, getting ready for the summer. It's happening. It's a thing. Okay. So one of us. Yeah. You are too, kinda. You know. Uh, Get your I thing mean, going. Forgive me if you hear my air conditioner kick on in the background. Okay. Normally, don't really like to, you know, have the air conditioner kicking when I'm doing the pod. But you know, I mean, it was 93 degrees here today in Virginia Beach. So. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, poor planning. I get it. You don't want to be dehydrated. We don't need to. We don't need you to fall out here. In the no, the that's podcast, true. So. That's true. Went fishing today without water. I had one can of sparkling water. Didn't realize it was going to get mm. so hot so quick. Out there, yeah. isn't that crazy? As you're on water, too. So. <laughs> Can't drink salt water, bro. That's not good for you. <laughs> that's not good for you. Um, right. Yeah, I heard. I heard that. Be- before we get into what little bit we got, let's talk about take line the take line podcast sports culture takes take line has it all take line is a weekly podcast hosted by emmy winner jason concepcion and former wnba champ reese montgomery that's a fast-paced exploration of the nba in the world of sports and culture each week Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. By the way, speaking of the NBA, the Professional Basketball League, I did finish the last dance. Finally. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm a little behind. What did, what did that originally come out on, though, in my defense? Was that on ESPN. HBO? It was on ESPN? Yep. No. I'm almost positive it was. What they, was ble- what, they bleep know. everything out? It must have been. It must well, must maybe, have been a lot of bleeps in there. Maybe it was HPO then. I don't know. He, uh, well, I don't know. It's been either so way, so long ago. Either way, and when it came out on Netflix, I was on it. I, I digress. Locker room, the locker room app. Parts of this show are live on locker room, and of course, um, am I clipping? Am I really loud? What the hell's going on here? No, no. Uh, and of course. When we do fan feedback, that is going to be the bar, the standard for fan feedback. Of course, we'll take your traditional calls, but we're going to use locker room to take live stuff at the end of every game. Well, at the, you know during the podcast after the you know the post game stuff. So you can go there, download the app on iOS or Android locker room, and sign up with an email password. That's it. You can you can follow us. We can follow you, and you don't have to just sit there and listen to us. You can you can create your own content and do whatever the hell you want. Locker room, go there today. Download the app. Sign up. It's free. Nothing to it. Thank you. Boom. Locker room and take line podcast. Okay, so as we were. <clears throat> Alasia Styles. That's how I'm going to say it. Because I have no idea, but, um, you know, names come here to die. So that's what we're going to go with. She's the seventh player to transfer to the Syracuse women's team so far this offseason after the uh, Orange Ladies lost 12 players in the transfer portal. And, you know, if anybody was hit hard by the transfer portal, it was, it was the SU's, SU women's team. So she's going to join six others and coach Q rebuilding, rebuilding that thing the best he can. And I think what they must've had, what three players 
left on that team after all of the transfers went through. So they got some, yep. they, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know who all these girls are, but they, they do have some pretty solid transfers coming in. And we could all only hope that we don't ever have to deal with another off season full of transfers like we did after after the covid year allowing everybody to get an extra one in so mm. i really hope that you know this will be the last time we see this like i was talking to you joe the other day about you know all sports in general women's and men's and everything and how i thought that it was going to be exciting and i was excited and it was exciting but it was a little much for me it was a little much for me i just didn't it was kind of borderline ridiculous. So yeah. everybody's building back up from what they lost, and it looks like uh, the women's teams. Um, it's going to be solid. It's going to be new. Going to be a new, 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 yes, very new. Oh yeah. So because I'm assuming that I mean, looking up and down the roster, you're talking about. I mean, out of out of those seven transfers, six of them are from Power Five schools. And I'm looking at it: fifth year, fifth year, fifth year, redshirt senior, 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 and then junior. So uh, I mean, you're getting an experienced um, you're well, you're getting an experienced set of players that are coming in. Uh, now really, it's just the coach's job to um, kind of put it all together and make it work. Uh, he had he had pieces, and, and it looked like you know the future was bright with some of the some some of the players they had last year. And um, assuming that they were going to come back, and it just seemed like every single one of them left. I mean, the only the only name that I actually recognized the play last year was Priscilla Priscilla Williams she was a, a freshman so now she's a sophomore so um you bring in those seven transfers and six freshmen and then you have the three sophomores and I think only two of them are scholarships so um yeah it's going to be a new team and uh it's going to be interesting to see what he what he does really it's going to be interesting to see overall just how the transfer portal um really is going to change this season yeah yeah, it'll be everywhere, everywhere. But right, 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 right. And I'm talking multiple sports, men and women. And, so. and you know, we thought, oh well, there's, uh, well, and you know, I was on this bandwagon. What's going on with the women's team, man? What's going? I guess I just took the opportunity that Cardoso is a huge loss, huge yeah. loss for Syracuse, um, freshman, outstanding athlete, and you know, it's once you when you see the big players like that that you know are going to be stars young ones you know we had one right. at the yep. on the men's team with Kadari um you know the rumors fly you began to wonder what the hell's going on over there but seems to be building up pretty decent and you know it is what it is i mean and that's why i never get like super attached to players and we'll talk about Quincy coming up but you know it's next man up and it's it's or woman next man or woman okay Thanks, Joe. Okay. Uh, no problem. But, Just help me out, you know. <laughs> that's such a douchebag. So, um, you know, it'll get figured out. And everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. So, yeah. and, and as we talked about last episode, I really do think, like, the, the men's team, I think it's solid. I think you got a solid eight, nine-man rotation right now on that team. So, and we'll have to see, obviously, what happens there. Uh, moving on to a little bit of football. Trill, he was waived by the Saints. He failed a physical. We don't know what it could be. We never speculated. I don't even know if it's worth speculating because he was picked up on waivers by the Dolphins. So, um, yeah. 
what do, what do you what do you think? Because I mean, when you think of failed physical, let's be honest. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not speculating. I'm not I'm just saying this was the rumor. Okay, that it was something to do drug related, maybe it's quite possibly. But I mean, if you're getting picked up by a, a team that quick, I mean, what could it have been? Who knows? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, and why both- why won't they disclose it? I guess they don't. I mean, you know, they're not going to give specifics, but. Um, if you're getting dropped yeah, by the Saints yeah. and picked up by the Dolphins, it can't be that major, right? That's kind of where it comes in because obviously, you know, rumors and everything, they want to come out and it's always going to be, that's going to be the first thing, you know, when it comes to physicals and stuff like that. But uh, when you look back and you remember, I mean, Trill's dad didn't want him to play because of an injury and we don't really know if he was 100% going into his um, his pro day and his workouts going into uh, the draft and maybe – he didn't get drafted because he was still injured and there was an injury. I mean, when you look at a failed physical, it's, it's one of two things. It's, it's either going to be the, 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 the failed piss test or it's going to be an injury, right? Yeah. So well, it's going to be gonna one be, or the right? other. Uh, and to me, for a team to just pick somebody up just like that, uh, to me, I think that it's, it's more of like an injury related. And uh, sometimes, you know how politics go and how certain things go. Every team's got different doctors and stuff like that. And um, uh, some teams can pass, some teams can fail. I think it all depends on the injury and, and how they think that they'll be able to come back from it. So who knows? This could have just been a thing where um, if he would have passed, then the Saints would have had to give him a certain amount of money because they wanted to sign him first coming out of the undrafted uh, free agency. And then when they saw an injury or they saw something they didn't like, maybe they failed him in the physical so that they didn't have to pay him that money. And then you have a team like Miami who comes in <clears throat> and says, okay, well, now this happened. So now we don't have to get him guaranteed money because now it's like, you know, he looks like it's, it's a bad situation. So who's going to pick him up now, right? So um, sometimes that's just the, the grimy part of that, that whole, you know, draft, undrafted free agent type stuff because you have these teams fighting for these undrafted players that maybe some teams thought should have gotten drafted. So sometimes they'll give them money barring certain things. And, you know, again, if they didn't like what they saw and then Miami could pick them up for free, see what they can do and see if they can get them on the roster or, or get them on the uh, the practice squad. So, um, but, you know, that's the other thing too is usually if it's a drug th- related thing and a number one, a team's not going to just turn around and pick them up, but B usually that ends up being reported on when, you know, when it comes to medical stuff, I think there's, you know, the HIPAA loss and yeah, they can't be specific. Where, yeah. Right. So the saints can be like, Oh, well, you know, he didn't pass the grade, but another team can turn around and say, well, we'll give them a try because uh, they don't really know what's going on. So um, that's most likely, I think what, what the problem is with the situation is when you look at all the, the contact clues and try to put it together. But, um, but yeah, again, we won't know until obviously the story comes out. Yeah. If it ever does, but, uh, right. good luck to trill over there in Miami. What a place to be, man. Mm. You know, I mean, seriously, uh, no, he's uh, going to new Orleans or Miami. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Miami a little bit. New Orleans is kind of gross, right? I mean, I mean, I've never been there, so I'm not going to speak. It's, but it's it's a little dirty there. My I've never been to Miami. I mean, my but I mean, I've seen pictures. Hello, place looks beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, have you been to Miami, Joe? I have. You have? Uh, not the great parts. Oh, okay, we'll okay. Just, we'll just leave it at that. Really? I mean, yeah. you don't want to elaborate on that. I wasn't at the beach. No, no, no. Not necessary. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? You're gonna leave it yeah. like that? Yeah. That really that bad? Where you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm digging my heels in. That's it. That's all I'm giving you. Is I was there. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All Only right. Moving I on. Wanna, I mean, I, I'm not trying to badmouth an area or a place or you know, I'm not going down that road. Sorry. Okay. All right. Moving on. Maybe okay. one day. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Eric Dungey. Gets drafted by the Giants, has a chance with the Browns. Neither one of them work out. What, a year goes by? Nothing. Gets signed uh, to the, well, well, gets invited to the Cincinnati Bengals minicamp. And then I guess he impressed enough to get signed. So what does this mean for Dungy? First of all, and I, I should know this, seeing that we're talking about it right now, but who's over there? Who's 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 in Cincinnati playing quarterback right now? Uh, Joe Burrow. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. He got. Oh, that's right. He went. He got injured last year. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. So they had some issues. Got LSU, yep. Well, yeah. Well, I remember now. Thanks. So, uh, <laughs> so well. What do you think? I mean, this is. I think they had Jeff Driscoll too, but. I think that Eric Dungy, he got dropped before he could ever really even show anything because I think he got injured. I think well, this you is, think again, we, a situation. We, we think where, he went into an injured, right? Right. I think yeah. it was, again, a situation where he was still injured from his senior season, yeah. didn't get drafted, got picked up. Um, Wasn't and, working out, took a year to rehab, came back. Yeah. Yeah, and he was going to play in that. I don't even know what the league was. There was I mean, some, some spring league or something, right? Yeah, it was another random league, but... Again, it was a league basically for I think it's going on right now, so that you know you could kind of show your show yourself, so maybe you can get invited to camp. Um, but either way, he got that um, that mini camp tryout, and again, like you said, liked what they saw. And you never know if a team's going to go two quarterback deep, three quarterback deep. I just know that obviously there's Joe Burrow coming off the ACL, um, but I know that Cincinnati really hasn't had the well, they, greatest they, depth, they, depth they, at quarterback. They, I was just about to say, they struggled filling that position last year. And it was obviously a glaring issue. Well, after and, Burrow got hurt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm looking, I don't think any of us are looking at it as that he's going to um, come in and, and take the, tar- the starting spot. You know, I think that more or less right. they're going to, they're bringing him in in hopes and possibly he can. Got two good you know, young quarterbacks. Right. Well, we think for, Dungy's Push good, for right? possibly the backup. Because at right. the end of the day, I mean, teams want backups, teams want athletes, good players like that. I know that there were some teams that were talking about moving him or trying to get him to tight end. So um, you never really know. You know, you know Tim yeah. Tebow finally that, figured it out. Ju- and, I was just about to say, speaking of tight right. ends. Yeah, <laughs> right, boy, so. all hell broke loose with that one, huh? Go figure. Oh, wow. That escalated quickly. Jeez, um, um, bro. Can we all pump the freaking brakes a little bit with Tim Tebow? My God, this guy is more right. hated than the devil. Like, for yeah. real. What is going mm-hmm. on? Calm down. Yeah. But, again, Dungy was a sort of kind of player like him. There was a lot of, I mean, not as yeah, many runs. Well. I mean, he had a lot of design runs, Tim Tebow. I mean, he won the Heisman off that, won national championships. Yeah. Uh, so he he's definitely got, you know, playmaker ability, too. Um, and that's kind of what Dungy has as well. But, again, um, this league the is size too. Ever, well, it's si- yeah, it's size, and, and you got to look at the Taysom Hills of the world, right? Yeah. You got to look at some of these other teams where, um, I mean, teams are really getting um, really imaginative with their playbook and with some of the things that they can do. And when you can bring in a guy who 
has tight end slash running back type of um, talent, but he was a quarterback and he can throw the ball. I mean, you have trick plays, you have certain things he can come in. Who knows if they're going to ask him to possibly play special teams. I mean, I know you sometimes don't want that, but if you're talking about someone who can play special teams, come in for some special uh, plays like a Taysom Hill type and then still be like the number three option quarterback just in case, then um, I think that's another uh, option that they're looking at. You know, I think that everyone's seen Taysom Hill and in New Orleans, and I don't think he's still going to be – starter this year i think it'll be Jameis winston but he'll still be in there doing the same things he did when um when uh, drew Brees was there and i think that i mean it's a copycat league and i think you got a team like cincinnati where they got i mean joe burrow was a little he's a little athletic he can move too but i mean coming off the acl we'll see but again he's a little elusive and he got injured early too man yeah and if you can but he was doing well for a rookie and if you can uh bring in a guy like that with what he had yeah. What he was so I think with. that's I think that's really what it is. This is a copycat league, and I think you, teams see stuff like that, and you never know what he can turn into. But he could be um, somebody of value if you can use him in multiple situations and multiple positions. So, um, you know, I could be completely off, and he they could just be saying, okay, well, he's going to come in and, and, and compete for the number two job. But either way, uh, they saw something, and I mean, we all saw something. So now that he's healthy, maybe he's. Um, He's going to get his fair shot finally. Yeah. So uh, while we're on football, I mean, you know, the, the, I'm going here. The hatred for Liberty is old. It's, it's old news to me. It's old news. It's the same redundant BS. Every time we read something, looking at you noons, because I mean, can we can we give can we do an article that involves liberty without just trashing everybody and, and and all this stuff? I mean, it it's old to me. I think um I mean, what what Hugh Freeze has actually done with Liberty is actually pretty phenomenal in my opinion. I mean, they they did great. They did great last year. They whooped our ass last year. And when when you see yeah, a lot probably of probably going to do it again this year too. Well, I don't know about that. We'll, okay. see, we'll see, but I don't know about that. But if I'm not playing Liberty, all this does really for me, because I don't feel like it's like completely justified and even a little justified. It just makes me root for them. And I know like, all, like I, I know I'm one of the odd men out on this, that this, the Syracuse fans hate Liberty. Like last year we decided to plant our hate on Liberty because of their COVID testing. Well, that wasn't why we hated Liberty, right? I mean, it's all the other stuff, you know. It's, no, that's it's, what made that's it, what started it, 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 right? Well, it started before that, that but was, then that it was the peaked guys. its ugly head last year. It was another reason to hate Liberty. So, you know, that the COVID thing peaked its ugly head. It's like, you know, that was just a reason, another reason to go after Liberty. They can't do, you know, any any reason for, and I don't, for whatever reason, I maybe it's not just SU, but for me, it feels like it's just Syracuse, some Syracuse writers that in, in some of our fans. And it's like, it's old. I'm sorry. I think it's dumb. It's, and it's a bit childish. And it's not funny. Like, it well, might have been funny at with- first when you're talking about, and we did it, Joe. We did it. 
We joked about Hugh Freeze in a, in the whatever he got involved in, whether it was hookers or strippers, I don't even remember. We, yeah, we joked, joked about, about that, Hugh Freeze laying in his freaking hospital bed, uh, calling the game, you know, from up in the freaking window. We joked about right. it. It was funny once, mm-hmm. maybe twice. Dude, we're going on <laughs> we're going on three years now. Let it go. Let it go. Let's yeah. move on. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Pretty much. I the only reason I'm bringing that up is because I read that today. As I'm searching for stuff for to to go through all this stuff and I'm just like, can we talk about freaking football? Come on. I mean, in in there was a couple pot shots. It wasn't terrible, but um Liberty's going to be good again this year, Joe. You're right. So, yeah. Oh yeah, Look they're out. talking about. Um, I mean, that quarterback's got like fifteen to one odds to win the Heisman. That I know, yeah. I saw. Yeah, thirty some odd touchdowns. Uh, they got a lot of defenders back on their defense, stuff like that. So um, yeah, they're going to be good. And again, they're an up and coming team. Uh, you saw them uh, come up um, in college basketball, and then college football, going to independent and everything like that. I mean, only, there was only a short time ago when liberty was a d1 double a football school and to see uh to where they've come i think they're, I just don't... they're, they're coming into their fourth year right right yeah d1 and i just yeah and again it's just one of those things where it's like you know like schools do grimy things coaches do grimy things they're all like, over the place every year all over the place there's things that have come up that have come and gone that have done this that have done that and We've, i just think we that joked it it's yeah. like yeah, we joked it. Everybody joked it. Every, you know, we joked the Patino thing in Louisville. You know, when, absolutely. What's the last time you've heard about that, right? Like, so then, then you have the Dino Gaudio stuff that's coming up. There's so many things that happen. I mean, you know, it's a doggy dog, money power. You know, people just they're corrupt. People do certain things, and, and that's just what it is. You know, but like when it's like you try to like bang on a team just- under a, a, a guy's just to not really be able to come out and all but say it. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. we, we know yeah, where yeah. you're coming from. Right. We know why you're we doing know why. this. Yeah. We know why. And it's just really not appropriate. Like, you've, you've bashed them. We've bashed them. Okay. It's, it's, it's over. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to just keep nailing a, a guy just because of By something. By the way, school yeah. because of something. I mean, totally school... different school he was involved with when all that went down as well. Right, right. So, again, I mean, what does Liberty have anything to do with it? If you want to sit here and you want to bang on the coach and you want to say, oh, he shouldn't be the Liberty coach, Liberty school is, is I mean, they deserve better. You know, they're in an independent then okay. this, this, and that. Right. Okay. Then I can understand. But, like, you're not just That's- banging on Hugh Freeze because of what he did. You're banging on him because of where he is and because of political reasons that you don't want to come out and just what Liberty blatantly is in- say. Right. So, yeah. um, it's just one of those things where it's like it would just be like, come on, bro. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Keep the politics out of it and talk about football. Right. And we try to keep politics out of everything as much as possible. I feel like. No, I mean, we talk about it. But, I mean, I think we talk about it because Once the center of sports, we'll talk about it. Yes. Right? Right. We I don't, don't know we if don't, I the we only don't make it, we don't make it political until somebody else does. Correct. And the only politicians I uh, politicians name I've even uttered on this show was Cuomo because he's a total scumbag <laughs> and he deserves to be called out so that's the only one well and let's he's be honest bag. too i mean if we let politics run the way that we did our social media our podcast then we wouldn't be a syracuse podcast 
Correct. So, and it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But we do our best, I feel like. I feel like yeah. I do my best. Anyway, moving on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well... 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, what am I saying? Moving on. That's right. We are going to move on. Two... 
Bet Online, Joe. With that said, no. we'll move on to Bet Online. Look, tons of sports action over at Bet Online. MLB, you got the NBA playoffs going on, okay? The, the last dance might have might have fueled my my love for the NBA once again. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It, it will never be like that ever again. I'm just no, saying. Maybe if Jordan was still playing. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh the the NHL, they're all in full swing. Playoffs? Playoffs. Uh get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including UFC and MMA action. Joe's gonna start an MMA UFC podcast, by the way. Oh yeah? Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? Before no, the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs for the playoffs. 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 It's Sunday, baby. It's time to pray off. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Look, you work hard. Joe works hard. Joe's. Joe is. Joe is sweating over some steps today. Joe rebuilt some stairs doing it with a with a uh, screw gun he got from I don't know, probably Ollie's <laughs> <laughs> maybe Big Lots, I don't know, I don't know No. Uh, but he still was working hard. You work hard, you play your hard you play <laughs> this is going really bad really quick you work hard you play hard so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with kansas city steak company visit kansascitysteaks.com and get 10 percent off your order and free shipping with code sd at checkout from classic steak cuts to usda prime to american style kobe hard to find specialty cuts and more kansas city steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill they make it easy each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignons, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete combo meals. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com code SD at checkout. KansasCitySteaks.com code SD. Thank you, Kansas City Steaks. I had some filet mignon tonight, actually. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Got it from, yeah, I, you, I got uh... it from Wegmans, though. But, but the Kansas City Steak order was placed. Just saying. Oh, okay. But I got mostly... I got mostly burgers, cause I'm 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 stocking up on the burgers for, you know, for the summer. I'll tell you, uh, anybody who who betted on uh, Phil Mickelson to win, probably won a decent amount of money. Don't know what his odds were, but he uh, became the oldest major champion in golf history today. Fifty that years old. That is amazing. Congratulations. Great, great stuff. Thanks for thanks for. Uh, Cluing us in, Joe. Really appreciate it. Man, no problem. I mean, I'm sure that you were. I was glued. You I were was wondering. Glued. Yeah, yeah. In between watching uh, NASCAR and fishing today, I was on it. All over <clears throat> it. 
So the last time we were here, <laughs> we were talking about really, really, really. Boy, you were gonna owe a fortune to the this square jar. The last time we were here was with Dan Hamer, and we were talking Syracuse men's lacrosse. And we were talking about going and playing Georgetown, and we were also talking about how scared I was, like a, just shivering in my britches because Georgetown is really good, and I didn't watch a single game. I just read up on them and and looked at some of their some of their stats and stuff, and sure enough, they lose eighteen to eight, like eleven penalties. I think it was eight to two. I think was in the in the second quarter. I think it was early in the second quarter, and. It was just awful. It was, a, it was terrible. It was a terrible game. It was frustrating. I don't even think Joe finished it. I, I, I love nope. to torture myself, so I actually finished it thinking, well, maybe there's a chance. But it never did happen. The, face-off, the face-offs were terrible three-quarters of the way through the game, and all of a sudden they started, they started getting some. And it, there was a bright spot here and there, but at the end of the day, Syracuse just wasn't enough for Georgetown. So that's it for me for college lacrosse for the year. Um, my my son's team that he practices with, I'll pay attention to that. It's high school, JV. Mm. But the women, do you have anything to say about the men? <laughs> well, I was going to say, just looking at the um, the quarterfinals from or from yesterday, uh, we were actually, it's, it's funny how that works, but one, two, three, and four, they all made it. Um, I know one of the bias seller holds was whether or not all four teams from the ACC were going to make the final four. That was me. And I bought. You did buy and you lost because yep. Maryland ups, uh, beat Notre Dame 14 to 13. So it looked like there's a, yeah, no, you were, there looked like there was a lot of good games. I know Dan talks about Rutgers possibly being the team to be able to beat North Carolina and, um, they had uh, beat Lehigh by seven, and they gave North Carolina a good game. It was twelve to eleven, um, and uh, Loyola only lost to Duke ten to nine. So out of the three um, quarterfinal games, they're all one goal games. Uh, I didn't watch a game because I was busy yesterday, but I mean those are good games. And anybody who watched, I'm sure there was a treat of uh, afternoon lacrosse yesterday. But looking <laughs> looking down after we got beat by Georgetown like that to see Georgetown come out and lose. And in Virginia, we beaten twice this year. Right. You know? um, yeah. And Georgetown came out and lost to Virginia 14 to three. And it's embarrassing. It's like, that was worse. what happened? That was, that was worse than our game. Yeah. So that's just, is like one of those things where I don't know what happened. And, um, I don't know, maybe Georgetown came out and they just did, you know, just let it all out and, I don't Didn't have anything it doesn't, for the quarterfinal, but it doesn't much matter who beats Georgetown, in my opinion. And and you know, I'll take all of my liberty hate and I'm just going to put it on Georgetown Lacrosse. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Because I think that's where it rightfully belongs. And so Oh yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, good on good on the Cavs for I find it hard to hate the Cavs in anything, first of all. Because I got a good buddy of mine who's a stand-up dude who's who's a Cavs fan, and because I'm here in Virginia, but I love to see them lose, but not against Georgetown. How about that? Is that fair yeah. to say? So, yes, very fair to say. 
So next weekend, semifinals, North Carolina, Virginia, and Maryland Duke, which technically, if you go to old school ACC, Maryland used to be an ACC, mm-hmm. you would have been right, but they are Big Ten, so That's Maryland okay. Duke. So I thought for sure yeah. Notre Dame was going to make it, but. Yep, one, one, hey, they lost by one to Maryland, so it was close, and it was actually in overtime. Right. And actually, too, to be perfectly honest with you, um, it looked like. Um, Hello. Oh, it looked like uh, Duke and Loyola went to overtime as well. So it looked like a bunch of, of uh, overtime games. And I don't even know. Maybe UNC and Rutgers went to overtime. I can't even tell. Well, you should have watched it because I didn't. Yeah, I think you should have watched I was, it too. I was, work, I was working yesterday. I have an excuse. Okay, plus, really? let's it be It was honest. overtime. All those three games went into overtime oh, as go. one goal okay. games. All right. Unbelievable. Talk about great games. Talk about great games we didn't watch. That's pretty amazing. Damn, we didn't watch. Yeah, well, I'm sure Dan had a a nice time, and I'm sure there was a bunch of other people out there that watched it. Yeah, totally. Uh, so the women, though, the women, though, they go on to beat uh, six seed Florida 17 to 11, and they're going to make the Final Four for the first time since 2016. So they're on fire. And Coach Gary Gates got them got them rolling. I mean, you know, as you would as you would imagine, and they're gonna face two seed Northwestern this Friday, May twenty eighth, on ESPNU. So there you go. It's on TV. We don't gotta. There's no controversy there. Now, um, those girls can play, bro. And I did not watch the game, but I did watch highlights and. Um, it's a, it's it's amazing. So my my uh, my cousin was, she was the all time scorer over here at the high school uh, in Virginia Beach that my son's gonna go to for ladies, and she was an amazing player. And I don't think she ever got a scholarship or anything. But those girls to to make a point quickly about the skill of some of the women's lacrosse stuff. There's no pocket in those sticks. Okay, now there's less contact, but there's no pocket in there. So the ball control stuff is a little bit more finesse. And they're like the women are like gazelles. You know, they're mm-hmm. very, they're very green, they're very graceful and everything. And and the men are just like obviously are running into each other and everything and it's a more it's a more violent sport, but which I love, which I love, but the the women, you know, they're there's something else to watch. They really are. So you're gonna yeah, that, as- that aspect makes that game a lot different. It's a totally different sport, though. I mean, it's lacrosse, but it's th- the rules are totally different. The right. the you know the sticks are totally different. Everything's different, and it's hard to. It's like field hockey with 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 lacrosse sticks, kind of. Well, what's impressive is you have to navigate without contact. Correct. Right? Yeah. Without contact and without a pocket, right? Yeah. So you're talking yeah. about footwork, finesse, and that pocket's ball tight, skills. bro. Those stick skills, yeah. So those, I mean, all that's got to be good. Otherwise, I mean, I don't even know if they're allowed to hit the stick. I don't even think they are. <laughs> no, you defense. can hit. You can. You can. I think you can. You just can't. You can't. You know. I mean, men would go over overhead with it. You know, it's not. No, it's just not that violent like, like that. Axe. Yeah. 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 So you, you know, the women's team. I mean, I think this is Gary Gary Gates' eighth Final Four, I think. I think I read. So that's amazing. Yeah, uh, I don't really know. Yeah, but this whole – yeah, this team has turned around since he's become head coach. And, I mean, they've been in every year. 
Uh, and just, I mean, if they were in the Final Four in 2016, they've been in the Final Four, I think, more recent than the men's. And the men's are more a prestigious team, right? So, Well, obviously, sure, yeah. And, well, <clears throat> you're going to get – I don't think – no – I think there was there was I don't think there was I know there was some controversy with the overlap. By the way, the way they scheduled that, there is a legit argument against the way that the the girls lacrosse tournament for the semifinals was was um, scheduled. With that overlap, that was really bad. I think. Uh, yeah, I I do agree. I mean, I know that we saw. Um not even going to bring them up, but we saw um, an article that was talking about that. And um, it, I think, you know, it's one of those things where if you're wondering why they're not on TV and you can't watch it, you know, call ESPN. I don't know really yeah, what else to because tell you. They, got, they have I, all the data, trust me, to show what's going to, what's going to draw yeah, they and what's got, not. They got the answers for you. You don't want to hear it from me. But at the same time, I thought it was a travesty of being able to, like, Watch one whole game. games. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't even sit down and watch all of the games. Yeah, you should. You should have been able to watch every game all the way through without right. losing, without you know having to switch back and forth. There's no doubt about right. it. But you know, you know, some of some of the early. I mean, not last year, but you know, the year before, football and basketball were were on app only stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. and the reason for that is the draw. And, you know, you're not going to get some of this, these non-conference basketball games aren't going to draw. They're just not. They're going to be local market things. And it's just the nature of the beast. I just think that we get lost in some of the outrage <clears throat> sometimes. And I don't mean that, you know, you shouldn't feel justified in some of it. But some of it, maybe you shouldn't. I mean, but the overlap should not have been. I think there was a, definitely a way to make that. So you could have watched every game should have been should have been women's lacrosse all day. Because the men's was yeah. two one day, two the next day. There's no way you couldn't have done either the same thing with women's or just started it in the morning and, and finished it off in the evening or after late mm, afternoon. Right. You know, and sadly, like I said, I mean again, when it comes down to T V and there's a lot of money in the T V and especially if you have, you know, ESPN and everything involved, like it's, it's, it does depend on the draw, but it also depends on what else is going on that day. You know, ESPN, they have a contract with UFC now. Yes. Right? Like, they have a Fight contract night with starts so, when? Right. So, I mean, if you have all these other sporting events that are going to give ESPN more money if you allow that to be more easily accessed or seen via live TV, things like that, then, I mean, that's the way they're going to go. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to, um, I yeah. know some people want to make it about something else or this, this or that, but it's, it's money. That's it's money. It's really just, do you, it's, it's what it is. Don't you think, and I don't know, but do you if think there was no sports on that would, it would have been an ESPN too. There was nothing else on. There wasn't a baseball game. If it wasn't a this, if it wasn't a that, all these sports have contracts and they look at the, the, you know, the time of day. They look at how many people on average watch these things and what kind of ratings they get. I mean, that's just, it's all analytics and it's all money. By the way, too, if you draw, if you, if, if if women's lacrosse just in general starts drawing on ESPN three or whatever it was on ESPN three, right? The app. Yeah. So if it starts Mm -hmm. draw, if it starts drawing on that this year, I mean, they're going to take that into consideration for next year. So it comes down to how many people complaining about that actually tried to watch the game on, on watch ESPN or ESPN plus. 
right. mean, I know that I'm a huge basketball fan, so I make sure I have ESPN Plus because I know some of those games are going to be streamed on ESPN Plus early in the year. So I make sure that I have that, and I right. pay the five bucks a month <laughs> to watch it. Right. So yeah, and if you have to pay a little bit to prove the popularity, and then uh, ESPN sees, oh wow, there's actually we, this many people watching it. Right. Then they would actually switch it around. And so. we complain about it. We complain about that too. And we think some of that's dumb, you know. And I mean, Syracuse in Syracuse, they get screwed more than anybody, mm-hmm. uh, because of whatever. I don't know if it's blackout rules or whatever the hell they got going on there, but they get screwed more than yep. anybody. So, and sponsorships have a say in this stuff too. I mean, they're putting their money in. So I think it just is more than just maybe some kind of uh, some kind of outrage about equality or something like that. I mean, right. that's just, I mean, I don't know if, that's my opinion. But there is there is a gripe there. That it was not scheduled well at all. It was very dumb, very stupid. Yeah, well, and then that's, again, that's going to be my beef every 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 time, is, is more or less like, you know, if it gets streamed on ESPN3, that's one thing. But um, having them overlapped, is, it's completely just unnecessary. <laughs> and... Um, I mean that's that's really the travesty here. That's really what we should be talking about. I agree. We shouldn't really be bringing up anything else. That's right. really just what it is, um, because like you said, it's not about. Um, it's all about the dollars. It's all about the greenbacks. You know, if you want to complain about equality, call up ESPN and, yeah. and make them do something about it. Trust but, me, um, no one no one's more woke than ESPN. So. No, they might go for it, but I'm just saying, um, you know, ESPN they go by the money. So we'll see. Absolutely. They do. So, yeah, they're going to do whatever's best to line their pockets. So they don't have to lay people off again this year. And I'm not saying it's fair, but that's just how the business is run. That's just how it works. Right. And by the way, if you really think about it, women's lacrosse is gaining popularity. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's on the up. Okay. It's not plateaued. It's not on its way down. It's definitely on the up. Same with women's basketball. Yes. It, it, it's lac- the same thing. Just lacrosse, period. Oh, lacrosse, period. Yes. Sure, but but women's lacrosse because men's men's lacrosse was already a big thing. So, right. um, anyway, well, and, then, and then women's basketball is getting more popular because you're seeing a lot more um, different type of players. You know, the, the game is is growing. It's, yeah, you know, it is. because of the popularity and stuff. So, yeah, and it'll get better. It'll get better. Hang tight. Hang tight. It'll be okay. It'll get there. Uh, last thing, Joe. Quincy has committed to Oregon. It, 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 I, I looked for this. Is he listed as a 6'7 guard for Oregon? Because I did not see that. I saw tweets about that, but I did not see that for myself. Uh, I mean, I didn't see it. Okay. All right. Well, with that, said, with, with that said, we had a great conversation the other day. I think it was yesterday that I wish was recorded for this show. But we'll try to recreate it. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was never under the impression that Quincy was a great fit for Syracuse. I know that, like, I think our buddy James, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but I think he was on the side of this is a huge loss for Syracuse. I don't think it's a huge loss for Syracuse. And like you said yesterday, Joe, I mean, he's filling a hole. Like, this basketball team has been kind of putting the band-aids on it for the past couple years. And Quincy was one of those band-aids. So with that said, was is he playing out of position? I mean, it's quite possible. Does Oregon offer him something that's going to be a little better? 
Absolutely. I think they absolutely do. But on the other hand, too, I mean, is he still got his name in the in the draft yes. stuff? Okay, so he, he does. does. Yes. Okay, but it's hard for me to imagine that you know Oregon's going to offer not thinking that he's not going to come back. <clears throat> I mean, to me, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be playing for Oregon next year. So yeah, I would, I would, if I had to put my money on it, I agree. Right. You know, and there are a couple things. You know, other. You know, we we had that conversation, and there were some other things that I read and. You know, one of those things, you know, I talked about, you know, man-to-man defense or his defense, but um, Oregon is a, a predominantly kind of, they change their defenses up, but they play different zones and stuff like that. So the whole him playing man-to-man, all that kind of stuff, him going to Oregon, um, that's really not going to show anything. I think more or less, I'm thinking that it's going to allow him to show more of the freedom. I mean, Bayheim used to talk about, and I think it was kind of context clues, I mean, I in Tell me if you remember or not, but like, do you remember him talking about how Quincy in, in, in high school you'd just be in the per, out in the perimeter and you'd be shooting threes? Yeah, and he would be. Yeah. And I think that I that's do. just the type of player that he wants to be. Right. I think he's looking at it, he wants to be a six seven power or small Three. forward outside you know perimeter type player that can drive maybe or something like that. I don't think he's not an O'Shea, an O'Shea Brissett. He's a little bit different. And and I know you said that he was one of those Band-Aids, but I don't think he was one of those Band-Aids in, in a situation where, like, I think Beheim brought him in as to be able to play the number three. And I think that because of other circumstances, he turned he into a Band-Aid forward. of having to play the power forward right. spot. Because That's kind of what I'm saying, though. Right, because the center situation and everything, just right. like Mark was a Band-Aid in the center position, right? And, yeah. Uh, so when you look at it, I mean, this this past year with Alan Griffin and, and Brissett at 6'5 and 6'7 playing our wings with an undersized Dolzhai playing center, and you wonder why we're getting out-rebounded and why certain teams that are just getting easy buckets down low, like, that's why. So, oh, yeah, um, absolutely. I think that's, that's, that's why I think that we are going to – I mean, like I said, I'm not going to say a little bit better in, in everything like that, but I just don't think with the injuries and some of the players that we had last year – I don't think that it, it gave us oh, I will, def- I will, the best roster. I'll I'll I'll, 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 I'll climb that hill. I, I think I think if you now I have stipulations, but if Sidibe can stay healthy and have a you know not have any issues, and Edwards continues on the trajectory he's on, and Buddy, being that it is going to be a lot to shoulder to say the least if he picks up remotely close to where he left off this team is going to be pretty good this is how i feel about it now i'm always i'm i'm more of an optimistic type of guy when it comes to basketball not so much football but basketball i am always optimistic because of just the way that everything there's always moments where you're like you know oh boy you know some cringy stuff but for whatever reason they really do pull it together at some point and that's just Syracuse basketball and it's just being a fan for that long to right where, to where you just have the confidence that you know the, I think that this team's going to be pretty good because these are the players we got and they're going to be able to make it work coach is going to be able to make it work that's how and I'm not well, and the thing is, too, is I think that some people, and this is where it gets tricky, and this is where you really need to have fans to be really be able to like 
to maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel or the bigger picture. But this year's team isn't going to be as talented as next year's team or last year's team. Like we lost a lot of talent. Alan Griffin. We did. Kadari Richmond. Richmond, Quincy. I mean, you're talking about probably at least you're probably talking two borderline NBA players. But you're gaining NBA player. You're gaining two centers that we didn't have until, you know, seven eighths of the way through the last year. Right. And, and, and what you're doing is you're gaining probably one of our better highly rated recruits with Benny Williams. Um, Plus a six nine forward Cole Swider. Now we might not be as athletic, you know, Jimmy Beheim six nine, but we're going to be bigger. And I bigger, think that this yeah. is the year where we get back to the status the quo. Two, we get back stuff. to the right. And the whole thing is, is that the team doesn't have to be. You can have a talented team, but if there isn't any type of cohesiveness, there's no mm-hmm. trust. They're not a team. They're not playing together. Then it doesn't matter how good the individual players are. I mean, that's basketball. That's always that's team sports. Right. So. Um, that's why I say that we might not have as athletic a team next year. We might not have as talented a team next year. I'll bet but what you. we're going to have is we're going to have team and players that are cohesive and they can play together. There's not going to be that kind of, I mean, you know, I'm behind you. I mean, like I said, our top three guards, they all play together. They're all from around New York, Syracuse area. They play together AAU. I think Joe Girard's going to play a lot better because there's not going to be that pressure. Samir Torrance is going to come in. They're all going to be able to play together. Jimmy Beheim is going to listen to his dad. You know what I mean? Cole Swider, he knows what he's coming into. All our centers have been there. So it's just one of those things where they're going to be able to play more like a team because I don't think anybody, any one person on that whole team has that whole I'm a superstar mentality. You know, like Buddy, he'll get hot. Joe, he'll shoot his deep shots. But for the most part. Stupid deep shots. But he took him out, right? And as long as yeah. Jim keeps doing that, then that's fine, right? But we're you're looking at a defense that's going to have a center, even if Barama doesn't play, or something happens to his knee. Jesse Edwards is going to be the starter. Yeah, that that, we're that changes Cole things Slider, though for me. We're going to have Jimmy, and we're going to have Benny, but it doesn't matter because we're going to have bigger forwards as right. well. And He's rebounding not put, is not going to be as big of an issue, I don't think. Right. Exactly. Defense down low is not going to be a big of an issue. We're still going to have three point shooters. So. um I mean, again, you look at it, and it's all about the roles in the team. You know, you can look at all these different things, but if these players aren't stepping up and doing what they need to do on both sides of the floor and on the bench as teammates, in practice as teammates, out of practice as teammates, and just a student athlete, like, there's going to be issues. There's going to be rifts. And I just think that we kind of got rid of that and made that whole part of our team a little bit stronger. Are they as as athletic as last year's team? No, you know. Are they as talented and maybe have, you know, maybe we we let a couple NBA guys go, but it's all about team, and that's definitely what it is in college, and that's definitely how Coach Beheim <clears throat> coaches. And to me, on paper, this team it looks like a better team. Yeah, I think so. And and we've talked too. I mean, I don't know what it is or what it's going to take, but we talk about the floor general and it's just not something that we have, we've seen for the past few years. And, you know, I think something, I mean, if you have something like emerge, you you have a team, you have a group of people. I mean, I manage 28 dudes and it, it, sometimes it takes dropping a, a couple good ones to, to gain morale and get rid of whatever may have been bothering other people 
to work better as a team. And well, I, and, well, I mean, and that's the thing is sometimes you have those talented, you get those talented guys that get a little bit of an ego and they're like, well, huh, uh, can't oh, get I, rid of me. I'm the best guy. Right. Right. But but meanwhile, he might not. You know, he might think he's OK. Well, I'm the best guy, so I can take a little bit longer of a break or I can show up a little late or I can do a little bit less work because, you know, I'm the more talented guy. Well, that just causes, you know, chaos on your team. Right. And people start to feel some sort of way because we're supposed to be a team. We're supposed to be together in it together. Right. Right. And um, that's again, that's a perfect example outside of basketball. Um where where that and that happens in basketball it happens in sports you get those guys that just think they're you know they're just one way or another either they're negative or they're cocky or they're just don't mesh well with others and when you or you have a situation where you put your name and you know you test the waters in the nba and you have guys saying hey if you do x y and z then you'll make millions of dollars next year and then they come back and they that's all they do is x y and z and your team's like dude what are you doing Right? Right. Okay. Yeah. And we've seen it. It happens. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Not just here, but other schools too. A- everywhere. Every time someone does that and comes back, it, to some extent, that happens. Um, anyways. Uh, well, good. Good talk, Joe. Good talk. Yeah. Got your head on. But, yeah, by, the, by the way, I mean. What? All good. Quincy. I mean, to yeah. the best of him. Yeah, all them. I'm absolutely. Gonna I'm going to root for sweet, all of them. Sweet you know? 16 I mean, team last year, right? Was it Sweet 16? Uh, I don't know, but I mean they've they're, they've been a good team lately here. So I mean, again, it's not that he's not a talented guy. No, he you know, absolutely just... is talented, and I think to his to his defense in all of this, and I'm not trying to bash the dude at all because he led the team in rebounds. First of all, the eight point four, I think it was, but he's playing a little bit out of position, man. He if he if you're in a if you're playing in a place, it, it, this is this is solely in. Quincy's court. I got his back. If you're playing into place where you're like, dude, I'm not a four. I'm a, like, at least a three. Like, come on. And you're having to do that two years in a row. That's going to put you in a hole, right? So now you've got to go somewhere like, okay, I'm going to try to go somewhere else where I can show what I can do. Because this is not really what I am good at. Right. And then he's going to go. And, and, good, right. and good on him. And hopefully he'll flourish where he's going to be in Oregon. I don't right. think he's going to go to the NBA. Yeah, it's the same thing with Kadari, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's the same. Th- I mean, I'm I'm not saying one. I don't thing know if it's I'm the same saying. thing as Kadari because Kadari was playing at least playing his spot that you know he assumed he's going to be. But playing. he wasn't start. He wasn't true. Minutes. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of. But either way, he's going to Seton Hall and Quincy's going to Oregon, and those are talent. I mean, you saw the schools that were going after Quincy. Yeah, he could have went anywhere. State, Illinois, Memphis. Yeah. So yeah. Again, like. They're talented players. It's just sometimes it's it's just not a good marriage, right? And that's just really yeah. And it's really no hard feelings. I mean, you yeah. look what look at look at the guy from look at the guy, the, the lacrosse player from Syracuse, Chase Scanlon. Same thing. Talented as all hell. Yeah, doesn't fit but, anywhere. Doesn't fit anywhere. Right. No one likes him. And I'm not comparing <laughs> Quincy or Kadari to this guy. I'm no, no, saying. no. But that's that just an example of a talented person who just can't be a team player. Right. Obviously, he's not, you know, in it for the team. You know, right. whether or not you want to make an argument there or not. I mean, but doesn't seem like it. So, absolutely wish right. wish Quincy luck. 
It's going to be interesting. Hopefully, we get some football news because, you know, Tyler's like on standby. Tyler's on standby, waiting to come on, talk some Syracuse football. But what the hell are we going to talk about right now? We don't even know what the hell is going on. I do know there's a bunch of recruits set to visit. So, you know. Well, hopefully, we get some of this football news because I'm telling you, remember when we did the uh, the two early predictions of Syracuse sports? Well, I'm 0 for 2. What was it? Doesn't sound. Do you remember them? Did you write them down? I remember my three. Yes. I don't remember and any of mine, bro. My th- three was that uh, women's and men's basketball teams were going to make the Sweet 16, and that Syracuse Lacrosse was going to win the national championship. You said Final that- Four. Are you sure? No, you said Sweet 16. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my third, which are both over two, my third one was uh, that Garrett Schrader is going to be the starter. Oh, true that, true that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do remember that. I'll have to go back to that episode and check it out and see what the hell I said. I probably said something dumb. Oh, that's, I mean, guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. I hope hope we could do this again next week, guys. But if news doesn't come out, then you're just going to hear me and Joe talk about Popcorns and peanuts. I don't know. What are we going to do? We can come up with another bracket? I think we exhausted every bracket we could have last year. We already know the results yeah. of them. So there's yeah. really there's really not a whole lot to go off of. But we can give our Netflix reviews, maybe. But if you just Most love hearing likely. our voices that much, I mean, let us know. We can come back. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, most likely, unless y'all give us something to talk about, most likely you're not going to hear us for another two weeks. So Probably true. Probably true. <laughs> so, anyways, I do appreciate everybody for listening, and I do appreciate Take Line, Locker Room, Bet Online, and of course, Kansas City Stakes. Thanks for hanging out with us. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.